0: Welcome, everybody, to Kingdom Talks. I've got Richard Gamble with me, and we're going to be talking about the Eternal Wall, and so this is going to be really fascinating. I've already looked at some of the videos and some of the information on this wall, and uh, I'm sure Richard's going to share a whole lot more with us, but as we get started, make sure you get out your devices, whatever they might be, and uh, share it. Encourage people to come watch. Get the word out there, and if you want to help support, we are listener-supported. Go to KingdomTalksMedia.com and go to the Give section and become a partner there. So. All right, without any further delay, let's jump right in. Richard Gamble, how are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Doing very well. Yeah, well, uh, this is about our first time meeting, so we don't know each other. So this will be good to get to know each other a little bit. Um, And then uh, uh, Helena, uh, my goodness, I'm forgetting the last name, Kevin.
1: Kevin, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes, Helena Cavan, um, she's the one who introduced us, and I was fascinated by this idea of the eternal wall, so I want to get into that. But before we get into that, how about sharing a little bit with us about who you are, how did you get to where you're at today, and uh, let's let our listeners uh, get to know you a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, was, uh, I became a Christian when I was 20 years old. I, I'd sort of had an experience of God when I was 11 where I basically put a glass up against the wall to listen to what my mum and dad were talking about and heard that my mum may have cancer. And I wasn't oh, wow. brought up in a, in a Christian household at all, but I just, yeah. I got on my knees and I prayed. And I said, God, will you look after my mum? Which he did, she was fine. But wow. I, I sensed something in the room with me. It was difficult to describe. I, I would now describe that as presence of God. But yeah. in that moment, as an 11-year-old, I was like, okay, God's with me. It's going to be okay. And uh, and then really it was for another nine years until somebody shared the gospel with me and wow. and explained to me what that was. And I guess that has been a, a motivating factor in my life to want to share the gospel because I always wow. feel like, well, God's got a lot of people ready to hear it. You know, I was ready to go. I didn't need convincing. So, um so then I've, I've had a life of uh, you know, Bible college and planting churches and then um, uh, have run a successful software business uh, but um, uh, and then also was involved in sports chaplaincy mm-hmm. and developing that um, globally uh, but uh, 17 years ago I did a, an unusual thing I just felt God told me to um, carry a cross around my county, so it was like 80 miles, and wow. I just wanted people to think about Jesus during Easter. And then um, it, it was an amazing thing that happened. Really, just it sort of took off. Um, my my father was uh, in a in a meeting with government ministers, mm-hmm. and in the middle of the meeting, this lady sort of said, "I saw the weirdest thing this morning. I saw a." bloke carrying a cross and my dad, (laughs) my dad, who was not, who's not a Christian said, yep, that was my son. And then he shared the gospel with everybody in the room. And so as I was doing this, I was thinking, there's something in this. And then 17 years ago uh, I prayed and I just felt God give me this vision to build uh, a national landmark in the United Kingdom. And uh, that the sort of the idea was birthed then.
0: So the idea, and this was 17 years ago?
1: Yeah. I looked a lot better then in those days. I had more hair. (laughs) (laughs) Looked a lot healthier. But um, yeah, so so it's been 17 years. And I, I sort of carried on with my software business and did other stuff and planting churches. So for about 10 years, it was an idea that was just in the back of my mind. And I'm not, I'm not a practical guy. So, you know, that's not really how I'm made. So it it seems ridiculous (laughs) that I'd be doing something like this. But, uh, yeah, seven years ago then I felt God really prompt me to get this thing going and start, start moving on it. So I've been, I've been working on it now for seven years and it's been incredible. Incredibly challenging, but an incredible roller coaster. And we've seen the favor of God to get to where we are. It's it's unbelievable.
0: Well, then go ahead and tell us then a little bit about what what is this eternal wall? What's it all about? Um, where are you at with it? Because uh, I'm sure people are at this point kind of just
1: wondering what you know what yeah, what, what is, is this it? eternal wall? <laughs> well, it's a it's an architectural sculpture. So it's a giant infinity loop which will sort of arch up into the skyline. And um, to give you an idea of the size of it, Buckingham Palace could fit in within it. It's a it's a big piece of sculpture. Um, Height-wise, you know, the, the arch is higher than the sort of Statue of Liberty, to give you an idea. And it's made, the concept is, it's made up of a million bricks. And every brick wow. is going to represent a story of answered prayer. So people will be able to point their phone at any one of the bricks and their phone will light up and it will tell them a story of hope. So they'll wow. be able to go to an app, maybe type in, they might want to type in a, a, a disease or, a, you know, whatever storm of life they're going through. And then they'll be able to find the stories of people who've been in a similar situation to them. And they'll be able to see the stories of what Jesus has done in those people's lives, and wow. and I, I suppose the concept is is, you know, one of the things since God gave me the idea is then reading His Word and seeing how much weight of Scripture there is about remembering the things that God has done. <clears throat> yeah, you know, Joshua took the twelve stones from from the the, the River Jordan and and, and created a, a monument in Gilgal, and we, we're doing a a similar thing but with a million stones as opposed to 12 and um what we want to do in in the nation of the united kingdom is declare that jesus is alive that he listens yeah, yeah. and that he answers prayer <laughs> and there's no way of getting you know all the things that god is doing on the news that the media channels don't want to cover that so um, yeah. yeah. we'd have to find a way of doing it. I just believe it's a Holy Spirit inspired idea to do it and uh,
0: so and you know so that's
1: that's the concept a
0: lot of and a lot of people would wonder you know kind of why why would um, you know people want to put money into something that uh, maybe isn't functional or whatever the case may be, but yet, I feel like you just kind of hit the nail on the head that. There's no room for good news in the media. The media yep. seldom will share anything of good news. It's it's usually the drama, and it's because humanity, for whatever reason, is drawn to the drama. Uh, it's like we, we get into these ditches. It's like the, the path that Jesus shows us is in the center, yeah. but we get into these ditches of either uh, the drama of life and the chaos, you know, COVID or whatever it might be, politics, and we get drawn into that. Or, you know, the other ditch is getting so uh, caught up into even Christian fantasy, whatever kind of fantasy you want to think of, just fantasy that is becomes an escape where yes. we just get That'd out get. of everything. So getting out of those two ditches, getting centered on the path that Yeshua, Jesus, has for us and focusing on the good things of life. And that's what I believe you're talking about is a, a landmark that focuses, focuses our attention in on the good things of life, where Father God has come through, and yeah. really shown Himself for who He is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I believe that there is a power in sharing a testimony of something that God has done. I believe yeah. that that if I, I mean, I'm, you know, hopefully we can tell you some of the stories for your listeners of the things that God has done, and it raises your faith mm-hmm. to, to pray for the impossible. And of course, we. We believe that it changes the spiritual atmosphere for that thing to happen again. And if you then consider the fact that we we will be sharing over a million stories, you know, oh, for to hundreds of thousands of people over generations. I mean, here's the thing: it's going to last for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. and that is going to have a massive spiritual impact. I believe in the nation. That's That's why it's worth going after and and supporting.
0: Well, and I could see this thing, uh, and I don't know if you're into this or, or, or I I am, but there, I believe there are thin places around the earth where, you know, father comes and and, you know, the, the veil between heaven and earth is so much thinner than in other places on the earth. And, um, and I do believe that we have the ability to create these and that what you would be creating would be one of those thin places, a, a portal, so to speak you know, yeah. from heaven to earth and um, yeah. be a great place for people just to come and have, I can, you know, I'm watching the video. I, you know, the video is going on over here on the, on, the, on the, my other monitor and it's, it's very distracting because it's very cool looking. I already shared a little bit of it while you were talking. You didn't, you know, you, you couldn't see yeah. it, but I was sharing it with, you were talking about it <clears throat> and, and I could see, you know, Concerts going on here. I could see worship going on here. I can see a lot of things happening here where again the presence of the father um, Just is so thick that that people will be drawn to it. Yeah, that's I, believe that's,
1: I believe that's inevitable I mean and and it's interesting you saying that about you know the sort of uh, the, the, the thin gap because because um, let me let me tell you the story of how we got the land because it's such an incredible story. Um, we, we basically presented the concept of this, the idea of this, to Parliament. Wow. And, um, you know, I'm in front of all these MPs and people from the House of Lords, and I'm saying, this is what I'm going to do. And I just heard this gnarly voice in my ear going, you know, this is a fantasy. You haven't got any money, you mm. haven't got any land. What are you thinking? And so my wife and I, We then got. We were then right. We need to pray for the land, and we were invited to go to a conference in California, Hmm. uh, up at up at Bethel uh, in Reddick. And um, we didn't. We didn't. Nobody knew who we were, and we were just, you know, just rocking up. Anyway, this lady came up to us and she said, "I believe I've got a word for you from God, that He's got some heavenly land prepared for you." Wow. And I was like, well, that's so cool that we've gone across one, the other side of the planet and God's spoken to us about this land. And so we have a, I, obviously it's the eternal wall of answer prayer. I am passionate about prayer and we have a team of people that are praying for this project all the time. And, and I phoned up the lady who heads that up and I said, hey, look, um, we've been given this word that God's got some heavenly land for us. And so she said, well, if that's the case, I'm just going to ask him where it is. She was like, yeah. if he's got some land, let's find out where it is. It's going to save us a lot of time. <laughs> right. I was like, right. yeah, okay. So, um, so I just thought, I, I mean, I laughed a little bit when she said that. But then a few days later, she sent an email with a, a Google map with a piece of land circled. Wow! Wow. And she said, this is the land. Or the person who owns it is really significant for the project. And what she didn't know was a few days earlier, the person who owned that land had emailed me and asked to meet with me. Wow. So I wow. meet with this guy He's <laughs> a he's a wealthy uh, landowner. And um, I talked to him about the vision. And then uh, at the end, he gives me no indication that he's liking what I'm saying at all. But at the end of the meeting, he then tells me that I'd had the vision 17 years ago, 17 and a half years ago, God had spoken to him about the same vision. Wow. Wow. And, uh, so he said, uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna go away and pray about it. I thought it was obvious at that point, but he wanted to go away and pray about it. And he came back and he said, well, we've decided to give you some land. Now I didn't tell him about where this woman had circled because I didn't yeah. want to emotionally manipulate the, right, right. The, the position, and so he gave <laughs> me some. He gave me some land, which wasn't the piece of land that was circled. And um, the lady who'd who'd sort of brought this word was like, "That's not the piece of land." And I was like, "He's given us some land. Let's just rejoice on that, you know." <laughs> but after six months, it didn't work. There were some problems with it. So then he gave me another piece of land, and then after another six months, that didn't work. And then he paid an architect to look at his portfolio of land across the middle of England, uh, and his architect, and he said, find him the best piece of land. And the architect came back with the piece that the lady had circled two years that's previously. That's
0: amazing. <laughs> that is did, amazing. I love that. Incredible. I love how head. father works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And wow. so we've got this piece of <laughs> land that's in between two motorways, uh, mm-hmm. uh, A brand new high-speed railway is going right next to the land, and planes will be landing in above it uh, as they go to the airport. So we we think about 800,000 journeys will go past this every week. Wow, wow, wow.
0: You know, this might be a good time if you don't mind. Uh, I'll play that video because in the video it's got a picture of uh, where the land is in relationship to the highways and so forth let me let me set that up here um, and I'll go ahead and play it uh, you won't be able to see it or hear it Richard but everybody else is going to see it and hear it and um, we'll go with it here we go let's bless this nation with hope and leave a legacy for the generations to follow we are building a national Christian Landmark the eternal wall of answered, This will be a monumental piece of public art, a never-ending wall with a million stories of arts of prayer. It's a colossal infinity loop with its arch reaching 50 meters
1: into the skyline. It's just outside Birmingham in the heart of the nation, in between the M6 and the M42, with the HS2 going past and the planes landing into Birmingham airport going overhead. Over 790,000 people will see it each week, what a way to make hope visible. Let's together be the ones that decided to be bold, that decided to declare to the world the stories of the God who answers. Let's start building. Let's start building. Let's start building. Please donate today, and let's make hope visible.
0: Wow, I love that. That's that's a great video. Um, I'm curious uh, who who had you, who who did the video for you?
1: Uh, so we have a just a local a local guy. I mean, this is one of the stories, really. Uh, yeah. Bill, that, that you know, we've had so many times where we've just prayed and just the right person has appeared at the right time. Yeah. And uh, just 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 a young guy in the congregation just sort of said, "Hey, I'll I'll do these uh, videos," and he's been he's been helping us with them and doing a great job.
0: Wow. Well, it's very inspiring. And um, you, now, I, <clears throat> do you mind if I ask a couple of practical questions?
1: Yeah, go for it. Go for it.
0: Okay. So you're talking about these uh, million stones, million and bread. yet some of it goes up 50 meters in the, in the sky. Uh, you know, so my question is well, how do people read those? Um, yeah. And then how would they be able to use their phone to connect with those? just so, a couple yeah, things so yeah
1: basically how it works is with a data map and so basically when they point their phone they'll see a sort of a computer graphic of what's before them and then okay. they'll be able to zoom in and then point the brick that they want to or it may wow. be that if they've will we'll be ordering the bricks in loads of different ways so we'll be you'll be able to look at the bricks chronologically so miracles yeah. from 600 AD through to the present day, uh, or you may want to search geographically. So, 750,000 answered prayers will be from the UK, and then hopefully 250,000 stories from all over the world, America included. We need your help for those. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, um, or you might, or you may want to order it by topic. So, you may want to look at, you know, okay, well, what, what stories of answered prayer happened during COVID? What happened? You know, what about um, loneliness or provision? you be to see all those stories. It's going to be a very inspiring experience for people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's cool. I was so I was kind of wondering about that. I mean, the the um, the video that you have uh, is, is all awesome. It looks fantastic. Um, so, you wanted to tell some of the stories that that have been going on in the background and, and yeah, how this is I all mean, coming
1: about yeah because it's been an incredible you know we've seen some incredible provision i think i think right at the very beginning you have this sort of moment where for me i felt god say this is what i want you to do and and i think when you get a vision from that you just expect everybody to go yeah that's amazing let's do it and of course that's not what happens at all <laughs> and uh so we started with a crowdfunder to organise a, a global competition to get this designed, and we needed to raise forty-five thousand pounds. And uh, I just imagined that it was all going to come in really easily. Uh, it was over forty days, and with four days to go, we we weren't even halfway, mm. and and it was so stressful because I'd been on national radio and I felt like well I'm I'm letting God down here and making him look a fool because here's this great big plan but we can't even get started and I was very stressed and I decided to do something which I've never done before which I decided to pray through the night and uh, I went up to a hill and I just prayed through the night and um, about three o'clock in the morning I just had this bright white light behind me, and um, like, very difficult to describe, but I just felt God say to me, I'm behind you, I'm with you, and your job is to be at peace. And and uh, so I had two days of wrestling to find peace, to be very <laughs> honest with you, and then I just... that piece and I was and what I realized was in that stage it was really God saying this is not my project this is God's project come on yeah I've got to hold it lightly yeah and the moment I then held it lightly then all of a sudden the money came in in one day it was incredible
0: that's amazing I, I I love that concept father gave me the the words very very similar of holding it loosely Holding things loosely because, you know, so often we'll get a a revelation from Father and, you know, we're so excited about it. But then we'll take that revelation and we apply our own interpretation to it. And sometimes we can, that's usually where we start to get off. And then we have our interpretation that we take and we give the application to. And if we got off on the interpretation, then we're way off on the application. And then we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. Very so good. it's it's kind of wrapping it back up to the revelation and holding the revelation loosely knowing yep. that he's got a direction now I, I love what you're talking about because you've held this for 17 years and you've watched it you know slowly grow and I bet over the that time that it's morphed a little bit here a little bit there and
1: yeah and I've, I've <clears> gone on, I've gone on the basis that I don't have the monopoly on on knowledge about this. Yeah. And and I prayed that God would would uh, introduce me to the right people at the right time, and yeah. you know so many people have given me little nuggets that have that mm-hmm. have built into the master plan. I remember I remember driving very early on, driving driving in my car, and very confidently thinking, "Wow, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. It's going to be amazing." And uh, I felt the Holy Spirit saying, "You have no idea what you're doing." You, have, you did not even know where to start. And I thought about it, and I thought, oh, no, I don't, do I? And then I, I was meeting with this guy that I thought was going to be an investor, but, but in reality, he was, a, he was a civil engineer, and he was the first person who said, I know how to do this. And then he set the template. And it's been like that all the way along the journey. And I'll give you, it just God has always brought the right skills and mm-hmm. the right knowledge at the right time. And that sounds like it's a very easy process. It's a very difficult process to, to trust in that. But I, I'll give you another ex- example. So we, were, um, we had somebody who said that they would pay for our running costs. But uh, he said, I'm gonna pay for your running costs for three years so that all the money will go into the structure, which is amazing. But he said, I wanna look at who you're employing and who you've got. And make sure that we've got the right people there. And he looked at it all and he said, You need a construction project manager. And I was like, Ah, I think it's okay. We've got this guy. And he was like, No, no, that's what you need. And we started discussing how much that person would cost and realizing we couldn't afford them. And then we started thinking about, well, maybe there's a volunteer we could use, but the problem with a job that, that is that technical is you've got to be up to speed with all the. The current procedures and regulations. So, like, we've got a real problem here. And I said, um, you know, i i i want uh, I want this person to be a Christian. And him and his advisors just laughed in the meeting, and they said, you know, man, we're looking for a needle in a haystack. If you want a Christian one, it, it's like a yellow needle in a haystack. <laughs> and and I said, well, look, I said, I, every time we've hit a problem, we've just prayed. And we've seen the incredible favour of God. So they carried on talking. I pretended I was listening, but in reality, I'm just praying to the Father and just going, Father, can you help me on this one? 30 minutes later, this guy is driving in his car. He turns on the radio. He hears a news report about eternal war and he feels God saying to him, you need to be involved. He's the senior construction project manager for a massive athletic stadium that's being built just a few miles down the road from us. Wow. He then then emails his bosses and says, these guys need help and his bosses agreed that him and an assistant could come and work for us for a day a week for free. I mean, just incredible provision of God. I, I, I wish God answered all my prayers so clearly and quickly but uh but you know we'll 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 take that one but we've we've had that sort of a journey of um sort of had that journey of 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 god just providing just what we need just at the right time and and where we've got to now is we have planning permission which in itself is pretty incredible in in a country where you can get the sack for wearing a cross to get planning permission to build an unashamedly Christian landmark is pretty incredible. And, um, so we've got planning permission. We've raised the money to build the road to the, to the land and we will be starting building the, the landmark in March. We, we still need more money, of course, but we are starting building. We have enough money to, to do phase one and, um, the plan is that we'll be complete by the end of 2023. Sorry, I can't, I can't hear you now. I've lost your, your mic.
0: Sorry about that. Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this is this is absolutely amazing. And I, I actually have a name and I don't wanna give it out publicly. Um, so when we get done here, I'll, I'll give you a name of somebody that I knew very well when I lived back in Sacramento. And um, uh, he is now living in, in the UK, and um, he just is a person that he sees things like this, and he may have some very good connections as well. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you that name. And I'm just going to ask every, everybody who's listening right now, when this airs, um, probably I'm, I'm going to, it's going to be December or January that this is going to air. And so as you're listening to this, whoever you might be, uh, definitely... Get and get a hold of Richard and uh, let him know that you're there to support Um, his his contact information will be in the notes. So just go look in the notes and there'll be some links there for you to click on uh, link to the website as well. A uh, lot of different things that each and every one of you could do to participate in this. And again, in, in some ways, I know some people think, well, that's just going to be a waste of money. Well, you know what? God's got all the money in the world. It's not an issue. What we need as a people, as a human race, is to get our focus where it needs to be back into the things that God is doing that yeah. we focus on the positive, we focus on the light, we focus on the love that Father is showing all over the world. And yet, for whatever reason, we want to focus on the media and the garbage that comes out of that most of the time. Sometimes there's some good stuff, but most of the time, it's, it's not really worthy of our attention. And yeah, we need I to mean, be focused on what a, God's doing.
1: You make yeah. a good point there, you know, in terms <laughs> of the finance. And, and um, I, I sort of say, you know, if God is not in this... Spending ten dollars, spending ten dollars on this is too much. If God's not right. in it, yeah, um, it's very and, good. And one of my one of my good friends said to me, he said, "Rich, either God is in this, or you are the luckiest man on earth <laughs> because <laughs> the, the the breaks that we've had have been have been incredible." The other thing is what we're doing is for every brick that we're putting in this, we're we're putting another brick into social housing. So we're providing over a million bricks to build social houses all over the UK. And of course, once, I mean, if if you think of landmarks in America, they they generate finance. I mean, that's the way it will be. And so once we're up and running, the charity is set up in such a way that we we will be able to give the profits from running the landmark to uh Christian charities and good works around the UK. So it will pay for itself within 10 years in that respect.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Love but it, it, it is it.
1: interesting that whole money piece, isn't it? And and the sort of the it's a straw man argument really when you when you get to it. But yeah. um, if we truly believe that God owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hills, then he can do all the things in his plans that he wants to do. All we've got yeah. to do is, is align ourselves. And when I was in parliament, I was asked how I was going to fund this. And I said to them, I said, uh, I have a very big investor behind me. <laughs> and I think they all assume certain people that it might be, but <clears throat> I I was talking about Jesus Yeah. and all, all my job is really, can I find the people that he has already prepared to support this project. Right. Right. You
0: know, and you, know you know, one of the things, too, uh, that we in our ministry, what we teach, we, we don't teach doctrine. We, do, we just don't because doctrine just tends to divide. So what we have are plumb lines. And, um, you know, the first plumb line is Jesus is the only way. Second one is no. love, honor and respect. Third one is ask the Father. The fourth one is abundance. Is the mentality of abundance rather than scarcity and then the third one or the the, the uh, fifth one is a um, uh, uh, stewardship and then the last one is cooperation because when we have the mindset of abundance then we understand that yeah he owns the cattle on a thousand hills so there's no issue with father and resources none whatsoever unless you have a scarcity mentality and that's not God And the stewardship is then taking care of your part, your piece, wherever you're at and whatever you're doing, take care of the things around you. But then the last one is that cooperation where we understand that, okay, this is bigger than what I can do. But when I cooperate with other people, we can make a difference and we can change the world.
1: Yes. Amen. Amen. And we're trying to number there's (laughs) there's a couple of good points in that. I think the abundance is an excellent point because, um, when when we're looking at what we're trying to do and the pace that we're trying to do it what i'm learning is is that trying to get synchronized with god's timing is the most important thing for me yeah if i if i if god had given me the finance that i wanted in my timing we would have launched this at the beginning of covid and we'd have been in, in a serious bit of bother you know as <laughs> yeah. as it is we're now in a nation that is that is massively got some massive mental health issues we've got despair because we've got the whole brexit on top of on top of uh, the covid problems mm-hmm. and the the national press are responding so positively to our landmark of hope that we're bringing to the nation and they're that. just saying this is incredible timing. So, so I think the abundance as well is a, is a guide for me on, on God's timing. I think the other point on on the cooperation is the way that I see this is that we are, we are a link in the chain in people's spiritual journey. Um, yeah. And as I'm meeting yeah. different <laughs> organizations and different churches, I keep saying to them, this is not my project. This is God's project, and therefore we're going to hold it lightly. And anything we can do to point people to you, that's got to be good for the kingdom of God. So, for example, we have an organization in the UK called Christians Against Poverty that help people in in debt. So if people, when they come to Eternal War and they are on their app looking at stories around debt, Mm. They'll be the Find mm-hmm. Out More button that will lend, link them to the charity that can help them on their journey. Mm. Mm. You know, if they're in the army yeah. and they are, you know, looking at military stories, we'll link them to the Christian Military Association. You, 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 we're trying to be a hub that connects people to the di- to the different organizations and Christian ministries, not just in the UK, but around the world that can help them.
0: In, yeah. in their journey. Wow. I, I love that. Now, the, the website, uh, you know, I'm looking at the, this website. I'm assuming that this is a kind of a placeholder, uh, you know, a starter.
1: Uh, uh, etern- our website <coughs> is eternalwall.org.uk. Okay, yeah. you, you can go onto that site to um, uh, sign up to pray with us, to volunteer, to share your story. We 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 would love some stories of of uh, answered prayer and uh, and of course to to donate as well and um you know I think it's just an incredible opportunity. So I, I I'll share a story with you. I had a I had a disease in my spine called ankylosing spondylitis, which is incurable, which causes you to be a, a hunchback. And uh, mm. I had that for, for, for many years, was prayed for for thousands of times probably, got absolutely fed up of people praying for me. Um, yeah. and, and you when you've had a disease for so long, you go through those struggles. Why, God, is that not happening? And anyway, one day uh, this guy said, can I pour oil down your back? And he poured oil down my back, and I felt my spine heat up. And uh, I went for an MRI scan a few weeks later, and the doctors told me the disease is gone. Now <laughs> now that will be a story on the eternal wall. Yeah, and the exciting yeah. thing for me is, in a hundred years' time, my testimony of one of the things that Jesus has done in my life will continue to be shared. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and the story <laughs> that God has given me can then be used to, to to be shared through the generations. Now, there's, there's a bit in Corinthians where Paul talks about the, um, he talks about the gracious favour granted to the answered prayers of many.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: phrase he uses, gracious favour granted, is actually charismata. And it, it makes me consider that um, if we, if when God answers a prayer for us, do we, how do we respond to that? Do we just go, Oh, that's great. Thank you, God. And then just move on to the next thing. Or do we steward that? How do we steward that as a gift? Yeah. And so I I believe in the importance of remembering the things that God has done, but to steward that story and pass it on to other people to inspire them so that they may see God work in the same way in their lives.
0: So good, so good. And that you know, and I, I love what you've talked about that this is a, a landmark of hope, and that's you know that's really something that we all need to have. and it's very powerful spiritual concept that Father has has given to us that we have hope, and that our hope is in him, not in anything else. And, and unfortunately, I feel like there's a lot of people that, that will get off. And, um, you know, they'll put their hope in something else, a prophetic word even, you know, of something. And it's okay to have a prophetic word. It's okay to know that Father's kind of pointing you in that direction and so forth. But our hope always has to be in Him. And it's back to that holding it loosely, you know, that prophetic word, and that we don't put our hope in that prophetic word, but we put our hope in Him. We hold the word loosely, knowing that it, you know, has a meaning and a purpose and a direction for us but not trying to figure it out and make it happen, but yeah. simply take the next step for what is there. And, and I, I just, uh, you know, to me, uh, I just want to honor you for a 17 year journey of just the next step, the next step and holding it lightly, holding it loosely, because Father's going to show the direction. And, and another term we use oftentimes is rest your way through it. If it's yeah. God's, it's going to happen. So, well that's I,
1: I I love that. That's a great phrase. Well God's given me something a little similar to that. He the the <laughs> phrase that I have is slow down and I'll do it faster than you can imagine. Yeah. I like that. And, yeah. And and we so we have a team now of about twenty people, about two hundred volunteers. And at times I feel God going, Oh, this is, <laughs> is this is this slowing down? And I keep saying to them, you know, on the day that we open. If, if on the day that we open, everybody says, wow, what an amazing team, they worked so hard to get that done. I said, that's a complete fail. On, on the day that we open, if people go, my word, the only way that could have happened was God on the move.
0: Yeah.
1: That's, that's a success. Yeah. And I said, yeah. so we cannot strive. That doesn't say that we don't work hard, but we have to know right. the line between working hard and striving and be, yeah. and 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 by being in rest and being in peace which goes back to the original word that god gave me about leading in peace you know to to actually trying to do things that <laughs> are in, in our own strength which is which is okay and that comes to the pace of it or i that is not that is not an easy thing and, and i'd love to tell you that i've got that nail but that's a that is a <laughs> That is an ongoing daily
0: process. We're all on the journey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and, and I love that because, you know, if we are into performance and it becomes about us, then we strive and we fight and we scratch and we try to make things happen, happen because we believe that the focus is on us and we got to yeah. perform and look good and do well versus yeah. knowing that this is God's plan and I'm just here to do my part. And I am here. I'm going to rest my way through it. I don't have to strive because in my weakness, he is strong and he will do more. You know, he'll do a thousand times more than I can on my best day. Yeah. So why would I want to fight and try to make things happen my way versus resting and allowing him to work his way through me? And um, I just get to be the piece that I'm supposed to be. I don't have to be anything more or less. And, yeah, yeah. We, we,
1: had, we had a time where we, ra- we needed to raise 170000 for our planning. I mean, that's a lot of money for planning permission. Yeah. And um, we, we, done a, we did a crowdfunder, and I remember sitting down in a, in a, in a coffee house with my, my right-hand man, and we, we listed out where we thought we were going to get the money, and we were like, man, we are way sure here. We are way sure. And I said to him, I said, but, you know, Dave, I said, we've done everything we can do. If we do any more, it will be, it will be striving. You know, we've, we've just got to, we've, we've done all we've got to do, we can do. We just have to go to God. Well, you know, we're in your territory now. And, um, but we did, we did start, I'm awful to confess this, but we started putting a plan B together. And then we went back to the office and one, of, and one of the quieter guys in the office sort of said to us, he said, oh, I feel like God's spoken to me and, and he, he wants me to say, why are you not believing me for the whole amount? Uh-huh. <laughs> and we were like, oh, man. Anyway, this, this young lad then believed that that whole amount was going to come in that day and he stayed up till 12 o'clock that night waiting for the money to come in. And it didn't come in. And I following day, I said to him, I said, I don't understand that, but I know that your faith has released it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Two weeks later, he gets this. E- he, interestingly, he got the email. Nobody else in the charity got it. He got an email from a lady in China saying, I've been trying to transfer this money for two weeks.
0: <laughs> yes. And,
1: and it was the amount that we needed to get us over the line.
0: That is, and that is so God. That yeah. is so God, and, and and I love His attitude of of waiting, being willing to wait, not strive, not try to do something, but just to wait, and that that was His part.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Of course, and I I just love the way that God sent the email to him, that he yes. was the one that received it. I, <laughs> it's almost like that that's your reward, son. You know, for, for that. So good,
0: so good. Yeah. So good. So we got about uh, about ten minutes left. Um, what else would you like to share with everybody that you maybe haven't been able to get to yet? What What would you like people well, to understand I think, or know?
1: I, yeah, I think one of the things that I would just like to share really is is that um, one of the challenges that we have in the UK, and I, I don't know, I imagine <laughs> it, you're, you're experiencing it in the states as well, is that our history is is being erased and. Mm. You know, one of the examples of that, and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to capture not only stories of answer prayers from the current day, but stories from history to make yeah. sure that they're locked yeah. down. And and if I can share with you the, the, the story of the miracle of Dunkirk, I don't know if you've heard mm. of that story, but, you know, King George, King George VI called the whole nation to pray. There was only yeah. a, over a million people queued outside churches. Wow, and, and they were told at that point that only 30,000 people would be rescued. But what happened was just a series of miracles. Hitler made the weirdest strategic decision in military history that nobody can explain. <laughs> the, de- the day after the nation prayed. Hmm. The weather conditions were, were calm, so boats could come in and rescue the soldiers. The fog was in. So that they had they had cover from the airplanes, but twenty five miles away, the weather was so fierce that the Amer- the German airplanes can take off. And then there are first hand accounts of soldiers lying on the beaches as they were being <laughs> rained down with gunfire, getting up, finding that they'd not been hit by any bullets, and there were a silhouette of bullets in the in wow. the sand. I mean, amazing provisions of God. But if you talk to a historian about Dunkirk, or if you watch the Christopher Nolan film of Dunkirk, there's no mention, even though it's called The Miracle of Dunkirk, there's no mention of God being at work. And and one of the things that we want to do is preserve the Christian heritage and preserve yeah. those stories so that we can pass them on to the generations.
0: I love that. You know, to me, as you're saying that, I'm just seeing that, you know, a modern A modern rendition or modern version of um uh testament Mm. you know absolutely uh, you you know you old testament new testament but just testament and the testament can have and i and i think you already mentioned that you want to go back even you know further back into history and pull some of those those stories and those um uh, miracles forward and put them into this and then uh uh the beauty of it too is you have got modern day like the dunkirk and even today but then what about the future will there be more added
1: yeah absolutely so the plan is when we when we open we'll have about two hundred thousand stories so we'll be able to keep adding and adding and adding but i love the i love the question because that is a question of faith and i love the yeah. question so when we get to a million what we will then do is put stories on every side of every brick, so you'll wow. we'll be able to then get up to six million stories. And in the nicest way, I hope I'm not about when we hit six million because then somebody else has got the problem of working out what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next. But, but, but there will, you know, we'll have a massive capacity, and I think not only you won't just need to come and visit to get those stories, but you'll be able to go mm-hmm. online. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my my real hope is when, you know, when you get a diagnosis and what do people often do, the first thing they do is tap tap online to try and understand what Google says about their diagnosis. My dream is that I can have a little, you know, yeah. here's, here's an answered prayer coming up when somebody, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> a story of faith that's going to give you hope against that diagnosis.
0: Well, you know, I think one of the reasons I, I you know, I was... I, in some ways, I was wondering, you know, why Helena had connected us and how that was all coming about and why and all that. So, but I, I have said this many times and I kind of, I kind of think this might be one of the reasons because um, I have used to be kind of jokingly and then a little more seriously, but being careful, I'm not trying to be blasphemous. A lot of people think, you know, you're, you know, I'm being blasphemous with the idea of a third testament, but testament uh, it is testimony yeah so my point being that you know having something online where we can begin to see the testimonies stack up to where what you and this is exactly what you're doing you're creating that place that hub where yeah the testimonies can come together and I'm, I'm sure, you know, someone's probably going to put up, put up a link, you know, where somebody's doing this already, but I mean, you've got the whole landmark thing going here. So well,
1: they, yeah, well, if they, if they are great, cause we'll have those stories as well. If they'll let us, I mean, we, we need stories. So, so yeah. if anyone knows of any databases, that's great, but I think you're right. And, and of course, you know, in revelation, they overcome by the blood of Jesus and the testimony.
0: Yes. And, yes. and so
1: I think what we're doing what I believe we're doing is equipping people to overcome
0: yes like Yeah.
1: I was I was um, uh, I was in, in in a in a high office in a political office in, uh, in in London and I find myself in front of this guy who then starts telling me that his uh, him and his wife have struggled to have children for six years so I I've I've Phoned up my team and we sent him 10 stories of people who've been in the same position. And I said, read through those stories and pray.
0: Yeah.
1: And, yeah. Uh, and nine months later, he submitted his answer prayer on the eternal wall. <laughs> Love you know, that. I believe in, in reading through those testimonies and saying, okay, God, you can do this. You have no favorites. I believe it, it can yeah. release them.
0: So, you know, I, I feel like that we've kind of done the Christian community a little bit of a disservice, though, because we've not I, in my what, what we, we what we try to do is teach um, a, a legitimate, healthy Christian walk where where, yes, God absolutely can, will and does miracles. Yes. And yet there's those people that have been in situations where they didn't get the answers and yeah. for us, you know, we... we,
1: we... I, I'm really glad that you've... Yeah, I'm really glad that you've raised the point because I think I think we all have those situations. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what we do not want in any way, shape or form is, and I'm so glad you've raised it, is people to come and look at these range of stories and be given the impression that we have a supermarket guard that you can just ask him for what you want and he gives you that. And that's why... For me, answered prayers include times where we've asked for things and the and the answer's been no. Right. And and so we we have, as an example, we have a, a wonderful story. I mean, it's a challenging story of a couple who lost a child at a very early age. And and they talk yeah. about their journey with God and the prayers, but they come to the end of it eight years later where they say, we have, we have learned from God a joy and peace that is way beyond circumstance. Now, personally, I think that's a way more powerful story. So that. so I, I want to make sure that we get a lot of stories like that where, because I believe that prayer is not, I don't believe, I believe God is more interested in our journey than the answer to prayer. He's way That's... more interested in our journey. And so what we need are people who are sharing their stories about the journey. I actually believe I actually believe God is more interested in the journey of the people Come on. who are on this eternal wall project than the eternal wall itself. He's way more interested in, in our in the depth of our relationship with him. Come on. That is what we have to <laughs> to make we have to do that. And those stories are harder to get hold of. But if anyone's listening, you know, yeah. that you have, you know, imagine somebody coming to eternal wall and thinking, oh, these are a million bricks of all people who prayed and God has answered immediately. So what's wrong with me? Come but on. if your yeah. story is on there, you can share with them, you know, because we learn so much through the pain and the suffering and yeah. and we, we absolutely need to need those stories too. Thank you so I'm much. I'm so
0: glad to hear you say all that. And I'm just going to say to to cuz many of our listeners they they know what we teach, they know what we share and you've you've just said it all, but the the intimacy and the journey is much much more important than any any physical answer to any prayer that we could possibly get. The intimacy Absolutely. that we have with the Father. The yeah. journey is more important than the destination. Yeah. And sometimes we can get so focused on that destination that's way out there. We get, I have a teaching on expectation versus expectancy, and that we can get an expectation placed on something that we think should be God's answer for what we want. And when that doesn't come, we end up disappointed. But when we have a journey with the Father that has brought us to a place where we have an intimate relationship with him that says to us that my God loves me, he has my best in mind, I don't always understand the fullness of the journey or the outcomes, but I have an expectancy that he has good things for me. So rather than putting my one expectation on one thing and one outcome, I let go of that and I have an expectancy of a good God giving me good things and now some of that stuff that comes to me may not may not be in my definition of good. But at the same yeah. time, I've got one one outcome that I think is great, where he's got a billion outcomes that are better. Yes, and to be able to walk that journey with him, trusting him that he has a great outcome. And yeah. uh, anyway, so I, I, I love I, that, you know, because I, mean, you know, I, I could I, see.
1: Go ahead. Not, sorry, sorry, Gil, but on that, I, I say, <clears throat> well, if I want to align my heart with God, and he's more interested in the journey than the answer. I have to align my heart. I have to put more focus on the journey than, than the end point. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So many more things we could say and do. And we're out of time, though. <laughs> I so appreciate you coming on and sharing this. This is super, super cool. Um, I was gonna to try to get that that video back up one more time, but you know the the link is in the in the information there. So if you're watching this, you can just go into the notes and look for the link. Go to that uh, video, watch it again. Uh, it's just beautiful. I love love the architectural design and and everything. And and so you're you're coming a long ways. You've come a long ways, and you've you've got a good foundation, you know, uh, in, in the spirit realm, as well as financially, you've got a lot of things already laid down. So it's coming. It's yeah. Coming. I,
1: I yeah. say, uh, we've got a few mountains ahead, but a whole lot more behind us. So we're in good yeah. shape.
0: <laughs> so good. Well, thank you, Richard. I appreciate you. you. I honor you bless the project, bless what father's doing there, bless the journey and, um, look forward to hearing more from you. And, uh, Again, if anybody who's watching, uh, you know, we are listener supported. Um, we so encourage and, and, and love the fact that you're willing to uh, enter in this mission with us to get the word out to so many people. You can go to KingdomTalksMedia.com. And, um, uh, go to the Give section, and become a partner there, and if you want to give into what Richard's doing, I uh, highly encourage that. Uh, get the word out, spread the word out, share this show with other people, and uh, the again the information's in the notes, so you can click on those links and go and donate on his website and and uh, help uh, further the project. So thank you, thank you again. Love you all. Take care. We will see you next time. Bye bye.